Hey everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin and Ashley Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. This is the show about maximizing your health without dangerous drugs and surgery. And today I'm just excited because we're talking about something that affects 80% of all children before the age of three years old, and that is ear infections. Oh, 80s a lot. 80% is a lot of kids. And there's some adults walking around right now that actually suffer from ear infections as well. So if that's you, this topic is obviously very relevant to you. If you have children or are going to be having children, um, listen up. We're going to be talking about natural solutions and natural remedies for otitis media and you know ear infections in general. We're going to be talking about um, chiropractic's role in that and really how do we go about this? How do we approach this? How do we take care of um, patients who are doing this? Because we see unbelievable, unbelievable results when it comes to kids with ear infections. Yes. I love my kids so much. I love them. <laughs> I love them so much. And I, we have had, um, it isn't frequent for us, but we've had, we've had our little guys and little ladies, we've had them, um, with an ear infection before. And there is nothing worse as a parent than feeling very helpless in a situation when your kid's like, and, and I mean, they're, they're painful, right? Like when a kid gets an ear infection, they're, they're painful and they're, and they're telling you this hurts so bad. And you're just like, I, I don't, I don't know what to do for you, but like, you know, like you kind of feel helpless in the middle of it. And we really want to equip you with the ability not to feel helpless and to really know that like you, these don't have to be, they don't have to be recurring. They, you know, like, like, yeah. So, so I, you know, I want to, frame that conversation a little bit. You right. said that our kids have had ear infections. I will say that I think two of our kids have ever had an ear infection. Yes. Yep. And I don't think that either one of them has ever had another ear infection. Nope. So they've never had a recurring ear infection. Each one has had one. And I don't think that either one of those ear infections lasted longer than how long? Maybe an hour. A couple maybe, hours? Yeah, maybe, maybe two. And yeah. that sounds crazy if you're like, wait a minute, what do you mean a couple hours? Because they get it, and we'll go through this, they get adjusted immediately. There are a couple other things that we do to support the body. Why had our kids gotten ear infections? I don't think it was necessarily from some of the underlying reasons that um, other kids chronically get them. Right. But our kids um, aren't immune to subluxations <laughs> in the spine right. where there can be stress that builds up and the vertebra can start to misalign and put pressure on nerves. Our kids are swimmers in the summer. Um, they were on swim team. They do so. taekwondo. They do sports. They're boy, like we have two boys and a girl, so they're just rough naturally. Yeah, so not only yeah. do their spines need love and care, yes. but then they're also in and out of water, so they were exposed to some of the bacteria, et cetera. Yes. But um, what we know is if the bacteria was the only reason for an ear infection, then every kid getting out of that pool would have an ear infection, and that's just yes. not the case. So right. um, as a parent, we're going to talk through just how do we approach this. So um, I wanted to go through one thing first, and this was really awesome. This was a, a study that came out. This is 1989, so a long time ago. And that I love old research because it goes to show how valid chiropractic has yes. been throughout ages. Like this yes. stuff was true in 1989. It's still true in 2022. It was true in 1996. It was true in 2001. <laughs> true in 2022. And this was the relationship between the intensity of chiropractic care and the incidence of childhood diseases. So the reason I bring this up is because sometimes when parents come in and their kids having an ear infection, there becomes this question of, how how is chiropractic going to help? And we're, we're going to break that down in just a second as to how chiropractic helps ear infections. But more importantly, how much chiropractic 
is it going to take to help an ear infection? Yes. So this was a study that they, what they did was they were looking at the incidence of diseases within children, um, unvaccinated children, common childhood things, chicken pox, et cetera. Right. And they were looking at, is there a frequency to which kids can get adjusted to where we see their immune systems function so well that there is a decline in the illnesses that they get? So right. they took these populations and were adjusting them at different rates. And they wanted to see, is there a frequency at which kids get adjusted at which we see a decrease in incidence of things like ear infections and whatnot? It's a great, it's a great question too, right? Like you want to, you want to know yeah, that how parent, often right? should kids be getting adjusted? Sure. Yeah. So this is a pilot study. It was undertaken to determine the relationship that existed between the incidence of the diseases and the intensity of the chiropractic care. And this analysis showed that the, again, in unvaccinated children who had not contracted the disease in question, the results suggested that intensive chiropractic care, they define that as seven visits in a year. I would oh, not. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> I would not call that intense, but they said right. intensive chiropractic care of seven visits within a year showed an increased resistance to the common childhood diseases. And they said future research on this is, is needed. Now there's another study I want to go over before we jump into ear infection specifically. And this study was a comparative study of children raised under medical healthcare models versus chiropractic healthcare models. Okay. So this is interesting. So you, you're, you're saying that like, like you have, you know, we talk, we talk in this These language. These were actually chiropractors, kids versus medical doctors, kids. Oh, oh, geez. Wow. That's a whole nother level. I love that. So you have, you have some people that are following, we talk about this, right? Like we talk, we talk about an allopathic model, right? And then we talk about this, like a different model, a vitalistic, a, a model. vitalistic model. So two different models. Allopathic meaning drugs and surgery intervention outside in approach. Right. And then a vitalistic model, meaning a inside out approach, acknowledging what our body's already trying to do. We're not trying to decrease symptoms. We're trying to work with our body, not work against our body. Right. And I, and I like that too, because listen, we're, we're not going to go into this too far. And, and there's, there's plenty of episodes in the future, right? Where we're going to talk about like, what are these two models and what's going on here? But I think the interesting thing about that is, is that growing up, like I never even knew there was another philosophy. Like I thought medicine was it. Like I thought it was like, listen, you go to the doctor, there's two options. You got drugs or surgery. You got to pick one of those guys and you got to go with it. And like, that's it. And otherwise you're just going to go home and just suffer and nobody wants to suffer. So like the, to, to understand that there's a separate philosophy, that there's a whole other thing out there and you can do that and you can understand it. And like, you can go down that road. I think it's a really beautiful thing. Absolutely. I refer to this as if you don't want to take drugs and surgery, you know, again, the old proverbial raise your hand. If you want more drugs and surgery, no way. nobody raised their hand, but okay, great. What are you going to do then? Because that is the status quo in the United States when it comes to health. Like that is what we call healthcare in the United States. So if you're not doing that, then what is your other thing? And that's where chiropractic and having a chiropractor and a five essentials max living chiropractor is that is the other way. It's that so is the other type of care. Right. And, and doing nothing is not being holistic. Like just saying no to drugs and surgery does not mean like, oh yeah, no, I'm super holistic. I say no to drugs and surgery. No, bro. You got to do something. Like you have to engage, you have to like, you have to be going out and engaging and, and like taking well, just because you're not your being reactive doesn't mean you're being proactive. Exactly. Yes. Just so, because, just because you're not um, treating the symptom doesn't mean you're addressing the cause. Oh, that's so good, babe. Come on. Just because you're not taking the drug doesn't mean you're getting adjusted. You can't even the, shut the show down. It's <laughs> over. <laughs> just, just, just because you're not being exposed to toxins or you're avoiding, you know, unneeded antibiotics doesn't mean that your family's eating for health. You know, this is the whole idea of 
We got to be proactive, not reactive. All you right, just got I, your money's worth in this show. Whatever sitting, you're paying for this show, you got your money's worth. sitting on the edge of their seats <laughs> wanting to hear this allopathic right, versus vitalistic. Let's do so it. So this is out of the Journal of Chiropractic Research in the summer of 1989. And what they showed was there was lower antibiotic usage and lower incidence of disease, especially ear infections reported in chiropractic children versus the children of doctors of allopathic medicine. Now, there's a couple interesting things about this study. That even back then, um, it didn't mean all the chiropractors were actually living the way we as max living doctors live. Sure. When they interviewed them, um, several of these kids were actually vaccinated, which in our offices, I would argue that most, probably all are not. Right. Um, in terms of sure. our kids. Absolutely. Chiropractors' kids. Also, our kids have probably used very few antibiotics ever, if any. And most of our houses. And so... Um, I can't think of all one. But then they showed that these chiropractic children did get certain things. They did actually come in contact with measles or okay. rubella yeah. or fist disease or whatever. But they fought it off naturally and quickly. And there was very little incidence of that across the board. Um, so there was a, a, a significantly lower amount of ear infections specifically and a significantly lower amount of antibiotic use in the children who were getting adjusted because their parents were chiropractors. So let's go into how does chiropractic... But, but that is not a gift that's reserved for chiropractic children, right? No, like no, no, you no. don't have to be born to a chiropractor in order to have less antibiotic use and, and um, less ear infections, right? All you got to do is take your kid to the chiropractor and you get that same gift. It's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why we went through how, how often they said um, there was a dramatic decrease in incidence of disease once kids were getting adjusted more than seven times a year. I would argue that that has to be more than 12 times a year. You know, monthly is kind of our bare, bare, bare minimum standard for healthy, healthy, healthy kids who have beautiful looking spines. Right. Um, our kids get adjusted more like weekly. I would say the average in our practice is more like every other week. And those are for kids who are sure have grown up under chiropractic care. Right, right. So how does chiropractic care help ear infections? Um, so if you have listened to the Max Living podcast long enough and you are familiar with Max Living and your Max Living doctor, you know that Max Living doctors don't treat anything. Yes. We don't cure anything. We don't treat anything. That yes. whether it's headaches, back pain, or neck pain, whether it's depression, anxiety, infertility, or ear infections, our job is not to treat any condition. Right. Wait a minute, but Dr. Ryan, my back pain went away after seeing my max living doctor. My max living doctor helped me with my headaches. Yes. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they did. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. But it was actually but they didn't your body. Treat or cure them. <laughs> it was actually your body that did the healing. Right, right. All your chiropractor did was locate, analyze, and correct a subluxation that removed interference from a nerve so that your body could heal better. They were not doing it for the purpose of trying to heal your back pain or your ear infections or your depression. They were doing it for the purpose of we know people heal better and are healthier when subluxations are corrected. So when you come in and you have a back you know, problem or you have ear infections, our statement is, you know, great. Thanks for sharing that. Now let's check you for subluxation, clear those subluxations so that your body can heal to its best ability. And we know that ear infections tend to get better when there aren't subluxations, particularly in the upper neck. Right, right. So if your kid is suffering from ear infections, what is a chiropractor going to do? It's simple. You're going to come in. He's going to listen to you, first of all, which that's a novel concept. <laughs> right, right. Yes, he's going to sit down. And he's going to listen to you. Yep. He's going to listen to the things that you've already tried that sometimes even 
um, you know, some medical doctors aren't even familiar with some of these things. You know, a lot of parents come in, they've already tried ear oil, garlic oil in the ear, yes. which yes. can be very effective. Garlic's a natural antibiotic. So there are natural chemicals and botanicals that are in garlic that when you use an ear oil, like some of the ones that are in health food stores, sure. Can it kill some of the bacteria? Absolutely. But it's not going to correct the subluxation. Yes. So you might find yourself using that fairly commonly. Colloidal silver. Can you rinse the ear with colloidal silver? Sure. It's pretty inert. It's very antimicrobial. Um, yep. You can rinse the ear with colloidal silver. You know, and these are things we hear very frequently. Basil essential oil um, has chemicals in it that are very helpful to drying out um, the ear canal. Yes. So parents will come in. They're like, I've tried basil. I've tried colloidal silver. I've done this. I've, he was on antibiotics. They weren't working. What can you do? And we listen to them and we say, you know, have they ever been checked by a chiropractor before? Right, right. Frequently, no. Um, we talk about what positions they sleep in. Yes. Positions in car seats. We examine the child. Is there, does their head look like they carry it with a slight tilt and their shoulder high? Yes. We'll touch the area and find out if there's any tenderness in the upper neck where the vertebra are that protect the nerves going to the inner ear. Yes. We will do an examination and we'll check things like range of motion. Um, we'll do EMG and we'll be able to see if the nerves in the upper neck are showing indications of being under more stress. So good. And we'll be able to see if there's more on the right or the left. Some some practitioners, some chiropractors will take temperature readings. Yes. At yep. the area, it's called the atlas fossa, right by your first vertebra, and they'll measure if the temperature differential is different because that's an indication of stress on the nervous system. Yep. And then, you know, given the kids older than probably two and a half to three years old, they may take an x-ray right. and see what position is that vertebra in because that's the gold standard for subluxation and being yes. able to detect it. Now, here's the thing. If they're young, we can't even get them in a good position or stay still long enough to get a good x-ray. <laughs> right, right. That doesn't mean we can't adjust them. It right. just means we're relying more on what's called palpation. We're feeling the vertebra. We're feeling the way that the spine is moving. And we're going to make our determinations on how to adjust based on our skill um, and our ability through touching thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of patients with subluxations over years. So if you're going to a max living doctor, that's what's going to happen. They're going to make a determination on what vertebra isn't moving. Is it what vertebra is subluxated? And their goal is to correct that. Now, sometimes these patterns are intense and they've been there for a while. So it can take sometimes a couple adjustments up to sometimes a significant amount of adjustments before we see the patterns are changing, the nerve begin to heal so that the ear can function. I, I love that you're bringing that up too, because I think that that references like, like what we've seen in clinical practice. And well, re really quickly before yeah. we even go there, because I feel like there's one more thing we might've missed for people yes. yeah. who yeah. are sitting here listening to this. We're talking about subluxations of the spine causing interference and ear infections, but we didn't really go through that. Okay. So you have your inner ear, you have your eustachian tube and your tympanic membrane. Oh, that sounds big. The, the, sounds the pressure <laughs> and the flow of fluid okay. and all of that is regulated via the nervous system. So if there is stress or damage on the nerves, the inner ear and the inner workings of the ear are not going to function well if there's pressure, stress, or damage on the nerves, because it's telling the eustachian tube you know, when to relax, how to right. open up. And, you know, if there's any expansion of it, the tympanic membrane, even just the immune response to the ear yeah. is being regulated via those nerves. 
So um, again, going back that it's actually the nerves that are being aggravated that are going to the inner ear if there's subluxation. The subluxation is just the cause, the bone, the bony misalignment of the vertebra that's out of its normal position that's going to create the interference. Got it. Okay. So you're saying that that nerve, the nerve that, that, that is interface those tubes, like those things, that the, those mechanisms in order for them to work, the nerve is communicating those mechanisms. And when that nerve isn't communicating, those mechanisms aren't working. And then we have ear infection. Yep. I mean, that's pretty straightforward. It's pretty simple. Right. Right. And I like the hand motions that yeah. I added in there. Too. I don't know what those were. <laughs> it's like the chicken dance. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening, listening now, you got a visual for what Ashley That's was right, just doing when she kept doing. using the word mechanism. <laughs> exactly. Anytime you say mechanisms, move your fingers up and down. <laughs> um, okay. So I, I love this. And this is really, so what we've seen clinically also matches up to what they've found in the Journal of Clinical Chiropractic Pediatrics. Um, and this was in the late nineties. Again, like we have some of this, this really tried and true research that has been true um, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Um, and that is, is that they were looking at these children from 27 days old up to five years old and the effects of the chiropractic adjustments on the children um, with ear infections. Yeah. How many adjustments did it take to see the kid recover from yes. the ear infection essentially? So 27 days old to five years old. Now, just to give you a little background on this, remember, Tubes in the ears have a 98% recurrence of infection within two months. So even if the tubes they place in your ears work, there's a 98% chance you're going to have another ear infection within two months. And 25% of those who get tubes put in their ears end up suffering hearing losses. Which is, okay, so that's interesting because what you're and, saying And that's that, a very common practice. So we want to talk very about alternatives to that. Yes, it's very common. And and what you're saying here is, is that like, traditionally when you when you have a, a child who has an ear infection you take that baby to the doctor and they throw a bunch of antibiotics at you and there's two things that the doctor has it's like it's like in tombstone i got two guns one for each of you yeah. you know what i'm saying like is it you got two things at the doctor right it's drugs or it's surgery so you're either getting an antibiotic even when you're 27 days old even when you're 27 days old you're either you're either getting an antibiotic or you're getting recommended for surgery and and that or those, both or both yeah potentially both of those and when you have tubes in the ears a 98 percent recurrence of infection come on somebody yeah that means it's 2% effective at months. stopping things immediately and it's 98% ineffective at stopping things immediately. And 25% of those people that get that surgery have hearing loss years later? Yeah. Come on. So the role of the adjustment in this, um, you know, it was treatment of 332 children, okay? They all had inner ear infections and titus media, otitis media. There's different types. There's acute otitis media means it just came on. It's, sure. it's kind of raging. It's ticked off. There's serous uh Otitis media, that's more chronic. It's pussy. There's there's buildup of fluid in there. Oh, no. um, there's kind of a mixed version, which is a little bit of both happening, that sure. they have chronic infection, but then there's a recent flare-up. Right. So they divided this out. It's kind of, it's pretty interesting. Um, otitis media, acute otitis media, just happened. It's raging, you know, irritated, mad. 127 children. On average, it took four adjustments for the children to recover and have no more ear infection. Wow. Chronic serous otitis media, so the chronic stuff that's just kind of recurring and keeps going, big fluid buildup. 104 children, on average, took five adjustments. Wow, okay. Um, let's see. There was uh, a mixture. 
bilateral otitis media. So kids that had it in both ears, um, only 10 children had that, took on average 5.3 adjustments. So what the, what this is saying is on average four to five adjustments before they saw otitis media completely clear up. Now, the conclusion they said is the re- results indicate that there's a strong correlation between the chiropractic adjustment and the resolution of otitis media for children in the study. But they said, no, we want you to note this, that 311 out of the 332 children already had a prior history of antibiotic use. So they were using antibiotics that were not working and then they started getting adjusted and then all of a sudden their body was able to fight off the infection within four to five visits. And you've heard us talk about this before on the podcast, right? That if you're going to take a drug, your body is going to have to heal twice. So these kids' bodies are amazing and they actually healed not only from that antibiotic, but then they had to double down and also heal from the ear infection. And that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. I think that there's another piece of this that's really interesting too. And, um, and I, I, I think it's just the idea that like, that, if you're looking at, at if you're looking at the chiropractic, like you're like, oh, it takes four to five chiropractic adjustments, and then the body healed, then these, these the kid's body's healed, the ear infection's healed, and they went away. And if you are in this allopathic mindset where you're like, I want to take my kid to the doctor, I want to give them this prescription, and I want the ear infection to go away. If you're looking to treat the ear infection, then you've and missed if, a big part of the point. And if you're looking at this chiropractic care and you're saying, wow, instead of going in and treating with an antibiotic, the ear infection, I'm going to treat it with chiropractic. I'm going to treat it with chiropractic care. Give me five of those. And then I'm going to walk out of here. My kid's going to be healthy. You miss the, like you're missing it. Chiropractic was never intended to be a treatment. It's intended to be a lifestyle. And yes. again, not, not even that it's intended to be a system of keeping you healthy over a lifetime. Yes. These subluxations occur in our spine on a regular basis. Yes. So the question is, when do you want to know? Do you want to know on day one when that that, uh, nerve has pressure on it? Or do you want to know on day 720 when it's actually causing um, issues within your body's ability to respond and heal properly, your immune system to function normally? And so the obvious answer is you want to know as soon as possible. But even better than that, the best thing is just to get checked regularly right. and stay adjusted so your body's always in a state of healing to the best possible you know, ability. It's, it's kind of like we don't wait till we develop cavities before we start brushing our teeth. And we no. don't only brush the teeth with cavities. Right, right. And like even, like let's talk about this. This past weekend, we went to a cowboy wedding out in the middle of Oklahoma. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. And I loved it. I guarantee you those cowboys are subluxated. Those horse, like riding on those horses, you can't, you, there's no way. Those guys got to get adjusted like weekly, I bet. But like here, so here's the deal. So we came back and we were on planes, trains, and automobiles. And we had this whole long adventure and and, and sleeping in hotel room beds. And man, we got subluxated, right? Yep. And we ended up having to take a car and missed drive, a flight, missed drove, a flight, drove 12 hours, drove home. 12 hours. Right. And we were halfway on our trip and we were like, we, we got to St. Louis and we were like, wait a second. We have a max living doctor here. We stopped in Dr. Nick Barton's office. We got adjusted. We, it was great. We, we yep. ate a beautiful lunch in the parking lot of his office. You yep. got to go down there if you're in St. Louis, my gosh. And, and because we had to fix those subluxations and guess what? We had a great, you know, six hours left in the car. After yeah. That. We could actually feel the stress accumulating that we yes. were there for this wedding like you said, travel, sleeping in beds, doing whatever, and being exposed even to, um, you know, different pollens, dust. Oklahoma was like really dusty. We were both starting to feel the effects of it on our house. So we went and got adjusted and actually felt amazing after that. You know, I want to keep going through this because like, there's so much research. So, so often people feel like there's no research behind, you know, uh, more holistic care or, um, or vitalistic care. And the reality is there's so much research. Here's another one. 
uh, characteristics of 217 children attending chiropractic college teaching clinics. So these kids were coming in and they were, they had ear infections, sinus problems, allergies, bedwetting, respiratory problems, et cetera. And they saw a complete or substantial improvement in 61.6% of these kids that were dealing with any number of things, obviously ear infections being one of them. So it's just consistent across the board that we just see awesome changes in kids when they're dealing with any health issues, ear infections being one of those. Here's another one, ear infection, retrospective study examining improvement from chiropractic care. This was 46 children aged five years and under in one practice. So it was one doctor, writing down all of his findings and how long it took kids to get well. Typical care was three adjustments a week for the first week, two adjustments a week for one week, and then one adjustment a week thereafter. So again, how long does it take your kids? That's what he was doing. So one, two, three, four, five, six adjustments in three weeks. And what he noticed is interestingly enough, there was already a history of past antibiotic use that had a less favorable outcome, meaning these kids were not doing well, even though they were on antibiotics. 93% of all episodes improved, 75% of them in 10 days or fewer, meaning within those first five visits. Right. And 43% in only one or two treatments. Wow. I prefer the word adjustments because we don't treat anything. Right, 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 right. And, you know, but 43% of them, almost half of them improved within one or two adjustments, but all, virtually all of them improved within 10 days. Which is amazing because when you look at this, the chiropractic pediatrics in 1996 looked and they said that, that you know, they were looking at a lot of different things. Um, but one of the pieces of the study says that antibiotics that the effectiveness of antibiotics and middle ear infections in children are reporting that children treated with antibiotics are more likely to have recurrences. Yeah. So we're saying that you, like the data here is telling us that you're getting adjusted. This is clearing up. And the data is also telling us that you're taking antibiotics and it's more likely to re to reoccur. And, and what's interesting is, you know, the, that's the medical answer is just antibiotics. Well, here's more antibiotics, more antibiotics. Um, going back to that com comparative study, it was actually a survey that was done of the chiropractors kids versus the, medical doctors, kids back in 1989. Um, remember again, both of these groups actually were kind of a mix. Like there was, um, a number of vaccinated populations in both groups. This was back when there was fewer vaccines. There was only right. like 13, um, versus the 70 something doses there are now. Sure. Um, more than 80% of the medical doctors, children suffered from at least one bout of ear infections while only 30%, 31% of the chiropractic children had. So it was a significant difference between the two. And again, we don't want to pit one against the other. Right. Right. We just believe that your children and yourself were designed to be healthy without drugs and without needing antibiotics and that simple things like ear infections are actually not, it's not the condition that worries us. It's the state that our health is in that causes the condition to show up. And by that, we mean subluxations present within the body that yeah. when there is interference to the nervous system, you are going to have more conditions, more issues, more health problems because those subluxations are an interference to the way your body's normal function is. So if there's not normal function, you're going to get abnormal function. Abnormal function is disease, right. lack of normal function in the body, lack of normal ease in its function. And so when you see this disease show up, you can either go the medical route, which is treat the condition, treat the symptom, treat you know whatever that is, or you can go the chiropractic route and go, how can we remove more interference 
right. so that the body does what it's designed to do better. And what we see is the research is clear that removing interference is always going to produce better results Yep. than trying to drug and poison the body back into health with dangerous chemicals. Absolutely. Thank you for listening today. If you have ear infections, Ashley, what is the best way for them to get in touch with us? Not just ear infections, but if they heard some today that really provoked interest and in going, you know what? I've never thought about seeing a chiropractor to take care of my body this way. Absolutely. You can call us 513-777-7575 or go online. You can book an appointment right now online at alignhealthcenter.com. So the phone number 513-777-7575 or the website align, A-L-I-G-N, healthcenter.com. Until next week, you're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC.com detox station.